0: Time for the Thursday Free For All on Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project.
1: Good
2: evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And because it is Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday Free For All. We've got stories that'll make you laugh, think, cry, get upset. We'll even fire off a rant rocket or five, depending on the mood. And believe me, we may be firing off the extreme rant rocket before too long. Seriously. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Odd Stream, and I'm currently joined online the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. We also have our Asian magician on the line. Good evening to you, my dear.
3: Hello. How is everybody? Good. Tired, yeah. but
2: good. But I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. For the next 48 hours, I'm going to feel like a chicken with its head cut off. Oh, uh,
3: all right. I had a bit of a problem today May I go we'll ahead and tell what happened? Yes I got my Sam's Club bill today No problem, I knew it wasn't going to be that much Imagine my surprise when I open my Sam's Club bill And see a bill for $180 What was it? hundred eighty Over $150 $150 And I know I did not charge that much At Sam's Club I didn't charge anything at Sam's Club And very little at Walmart, right? Mm hmm Come to find somebody In Arkansas At um, Walmart's corporate base Charged $121.85 Worth of Coors beer on my card Mm. What? You heard me
0: I would dispute that charge in a hurry. Uh
3: I I did. I called um uh Synchrony Bank, which is the one that issues the Sam's Club card. And they were really nice about it. They put a fraud alert on the charges and they're sending me a new card with a different number. And I don't have to pay that $121. Which brought my bill down to a more reasonable, sixty-eight dollars. Mm-hmm. but that is the second time those assholes have done that to me. Mm. It's very, very frustrating when you're on a fucking budget. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. That's I know. Bad. I know. Like, I can't. I think like maybe two, three years ago, Mom had barely used her Kohl's credit card. Somebody in California charged a hundred and thirty eight dollars. And here we but are I in Alabama.
3: Cole, I hope Cole's made it right.
2: Yes they did. They did make it right. Oh. But it's just like it's like mom may use her card, but she does use it that often in the streets, she sure as hell doesn't use it in California.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, whoever charged all the cores bigger. I hope, I hope they got the shits. <laughs> Seriously, that's the second time that's happened to me. No, I no, I don't, I don't doubt
2: it. Because it's bad enough when you got to deal with that.
3: It's a pain in the frickin' butt.
2: Yeah, and I just I've had my, I've had my, I've had my account hacked twice. In about four years.
3: Well, this is the second time that they've hacked me for beer. Oh wow! And I and I was talking to the guy at the bank, the first person at the bank, and I said, "Listen, I don't even drink beer, and if I did, it would be Bud Bud Light, not fricking Coors." Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get the train back on the right set of tracks, okay? Well, hey,
2: you had your own story. <laughs> well,
3: all right. Let's but, see. But you know what? What? People beware. We don't have waffles. And watch nope. your account. Yeah. Because the especially more that the, like the plumbing was,
2: the especially more the way that capital one, uh huh. Oh
3: yeah. They had a bigger day the big data breach. Mhm. And remember, the more advanced the plumbing is, the easier it is to plug it up.
2: Yep. Exactly. Should.
3: The more technology advances, the more that determined the hackers get.
2: Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh Mike had posted this story all the way back on Saturday. We didn't talk we haven't talked about this yet, but this feels like an extreme rant rocket. Um an animal shelter in Dothan, Alabama, has 29 cats getting mauled by pit
3: bulls. I saw that article. Mm-hmm. The dogs were extremely powerful, and I guess they tore through the fencing. Yeah, because
2: because the whole facility is outdated. Eesh. then that's great.
3: Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, another black
2: eye. Yeah, but anyway, out of Dothan, this was posted. uh, It was posted a week ago and updated Friday and such. So here's what happened: Workers at the Dothan Animal Shelter were startled when they were reported to work last Thursday. They found 29 dead cats attacked by pit bulls also housed at the shelter. Those dogs forced their way out of a pen, said Bill Banks, the shelter director. They pushed hard enough that they pushed this metal bar, this flat galvanized bar, out of the clamp. The two dogs then mauled the cats. These dogs were able to eat their way out, for lack of a better term, and attack these cats. That is horrible, City Commissioner Beth Kenward reacted. She blames the incident on an outdated shelter and believes the city should have done something about the facility long ago. Mayor Mark Saliba agrees and said a new shelter is overdue. The mayor, Kenward, and other commissioners recently made a new animal shelter a capital improvement priority. Right now, it's an idea that needs boosting or, more to the point, funding. The hope is to form a public-private partnership to pay for the multi-million dollar facility. Not only must financing be secured, but land is also needed. Three to five acres would be ideal. Kenward believes now is the time to get involved. We need business owners, private entities, humane societies, animal rights groups, and others to partner with us on this, she said. She and Sleeva hope a board will be created to oversee the shelter, now operated by the Dothan Police Department. The mayor wants Houston County and others to share in the cost. This commitment is there, and I think we all realize the time is now. And where is my bottle of water? Okay, uh, where the hell am I?
3: I Here don't it is. Know you we do,
2: I got it. Whatever we do, it is going to be a nice shelter. Sullivan said. Well, he and Kenward are saddened about the mauling of those 29 cats. They hope that tragedy will inspire interest in the new animal shelter. Banks said the pit bulls had been brought to the shelter Wednesday after they were found roaming. A decision has not been made about what to do with those dogs, but Banks said he can't see them being put in a position where they can harm again. He said staff and volunteers at the shelter, some possibly traumatized, will be offered counseling. I can certainly understand why,
3: and yeah, so can I. We had a similar problem when we lived at the other house. Mhm. Um. The the family that lived up the side street from us, and they had towels, a couple of towels that would constantly get loose.
2: Janet, and you're got shopping. Loose
3: damn it, can you hear me any better? Yeah. But mm-hmm. They had a couple of chows that kept getting out of the yard, you know, and they weren't vicious like a pit bull, but they they didn't play well with others. Mm-hmm. And they mauled our, one of our cats. 18-year-old cat couldn't climb up in the flower bed to get away from it. But the judge, they went to court about it, and the judge told them That if those chows get, those dogs get out of the yard one more time, we will pick them up and they will be euthanized because they were a neighborhood menace. They did, they did, and they did. Hmm. Which is sad because they were gorgeous chows. Need I say more? No,
2: but, you know, it depends on how they were, how they were trained and raised,
3: basically. Yeah, you
2: know how they kept getting out.
3: You know how those cows kept getting out. Kids forgot to close the gate. Oops. Kids forgot to close the gate, and it made for a golden opportunity. They were forever roaming the damn street.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And but I was in Kmart. A couple of weeks later, mm-hmm. and the kids that own that house came up and said, "We're sorry about your cat," and they were really, you know, apologetic about it
1: mm-hmm. because they
3: realized how much we liked our cat. But yeah, but you know, an outdated facility. Yep.
2: That's how bad it is. Okay, um. Alright. Tim, you posted something yesterday about a 79 year old woman sentenced to jail for feeding stray cats.
0: Right? And, and we must go extreme on this one.
2: Alright. Well give me a second to put the link in place and there's iShine. Hello, ISHINE. Hello there, I shine. Alright, give me just a second. I'm gonna put the link in feist. Yeah, that's right, I can talk like bugs, bunny. What the heck? <laughs> All right, so now we have that, we can fire the Extreme Rant Rocket. So take cover!
0: I wonder if that's even enough for this one, but uh, yeah.
1: I, I'll,
0: go ahead. I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, this, okay. uh, the link The link is to my local NBC affiliate, but this is not a story out of my area. It's actually a story out of Garfield Heights, Ohio, and this one really should get your blood boiling. A 79-year-old woman is facing jail time for feeding stray cats. I used to have a neighbor that had a couple of cats, and he moved away, and when he moved away, he left the cat, says Nancy Segula. Segula, Segula sa- said then the cat started showing up on her back porch. I would always feed them and take care of them because I was worried about them, and I'm a cat lover. And then once my neighbors around here started being unhappy about it, then they called the animal warden, she said. In 2017, Segula received her first citation, and then a couple more. Her latest citation required her to appear before a judge last week. Uh, this is dated uh, July 30th, for the record. Uh, who sentenced to her to tic- to again in and out there? Uh-huh. Cutting it, cutting in and out there. Uh, Who sends her to to 10 days in the county jail. I couldn't believe my mom was telling me that. For what she's doing out here, feeding some stray animals, she gets 10 days in the county jail. I couldn't believe it, said Dave Palowski, Segula's son. Segula's family is worried about their mother. I'm sure people hear about the things that happened downtown in that jail. Not a lot of good things at all, and they're going to let my 79-year-old mother go there, said Palowski. In Garfield Heights, it's illegal to feed stray dogs and cats, but Segula's family doesn't think the punishment fits the crime. I understand my mother has broken a law repeatedly with this, and that is a law in Garfield Heights, but it should have been reviewed individually. Why would you send a 79-year-old lady to jail for feeding cats, said Palowski. That It's too much of a sentence for me for what I'm doing when there are so many people out there that do so many bad things, said Segula. Segula is scheduled to report to jail on August 11th. Here's my take on this, okay? I understand laws are laws. Mm -hmm. But some laws shouldn't be laws. You know, it doesn't matter whether she has all these cats or whatever, All animals have a right to live, just like you and me. Well, except ants. They should be squished. But – and gnats. Except what? Ants? Ants and gnats. Those two should be squished. And and just because something is a law doesn't mean it should be enforced. I mean, you have – and we've talked on BTA in the past about – States with obscure laws That nobody's ever heard of That technically speaking are still on the books And technically speaking can get someone arrested And hauled out of jail So just the fact that it's a law in Garfield I Doesn't mean it should be But even if it is Then number two Like the son said Why is this case not being looked at on an individual basis Consider You have this woman Age 79 Feeding stray cats where it's illegal to feed stray animals, or at least dogs and cats anyway. Now, you know, stick her off to the side for just a minute, and then on the other side of things, we're going to put in a random 24-year-old man guilty of robbing a bank, maybe a murderer or two. Maybe tearing uh, tags off of mattresses, whatever. And Mm -hmm. you're the judge. And -hmm. you're hearing these cases. What would you do to the 24 year old man who robbed a bank, shoplifted, killed somebody, and ripped a tag off a mattress?
3: You're probably somebody who's more time than the cat lady. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: And and, and granted, every single well, I don't know about tearing tags off mattresses. That part was somewhat of a joke, but you know everything else is definitely illegal, pretty much everywhere. And then you have the 79-year-old lady, who has a, apparently has a heart of gold, and is just feeding some cats. Granted, they're strays, but they're still cats. In your eyes. Compared to what that twenty-four-year-old did, mm-hmm. she really has she really, honest to God, committed a crime? Not really.
3: She was just showing her compassion as an animal lover.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. The only reason the only reason what she did is a crime is because that law is on the books. Just because a law is on the books doesn't mean it should be enforced. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two. She goes to jail for 10 days, and you're going to put her in the same building with rapists, murderers, thieves, etc., etc., etc. And she's 79 years old. Mm hmm.
2: And about to turn 80.
0: To hell with what she's done, are you going to put her in that? filming with all those people where she will be at a danger for her life, let alone the fact her old age?
1: Stupid. Mm, that's just stupid plain stupid,
0: stupid is all I'm going to say.
2: Shirley, In other words, Oh yes, one coming up.
3: You are stupid. You are stupid. You are stupid. You are
1: stupid. You are stupid. You are stupid. And don't forget, you
0: are stupid. Exactly. Mhm. So it, it so as like the article says, the punishment really doesn't fit the crime and technically should the crime even be a crime, I and mean, for Christ's sake, she's feeding cats. What are we gonna outlaw next? Parking your car in your driveway?
1: Hmm.
0: Not that I'm trying I'll to give anybody what. any ideas, but mind
3: you, yeah. I'll tell you what. I I hope her supporters show up in droves because Why not? that judge over her? that judge did overkill.
0: Yeah. Why not? Why not give her
3: home detention
0: or something? You know?
2: Or community service at the an animal
0: shelter. Well, yeah, community service is a perfect one, and the animal shelter is perfect because mm-hmm. she can keep doing what she does legally. Or the ju- or the judge can say, you know what? This law is fucking ridiculous, Dismiss. and be done with it. I mean, really, people? Dumb law, dumb sentence, dumb judge.
1: Hmm.
2: All right. Well, let's see. Um, Here's another quick. Here's a, this is a quick story that. Um, let's see. I po- I'm trying to remember if I'm the one who posted it or not.
3: Give me you good or rant rocket worthy.
2: Rant rocket worthy.
3: Okay. All right. Yeah, I posted this
2: one last Saturday. Uh, Tennessee church refuses to hold man's funeral because his son is gay.
3: Now that is plain fucking bullshit.
2: Because his
1: son is gay.
2: No, the man who's the man who's dying, his son is gay, and therefore the church will not hold the funeral. So let me get
0: this straight: the man. Dies. Yeah, the man, is, man. Yeah, the man is dying. The, man, the, man's, the dead man's son is gay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the church will not hold that man's funeral. Correct. That's oh god.
1: Well,
0: the funeral isn't even for the gay man, you stupid church.
2: Yeah. But anyway, here's what happened here. A bigoted church in Tennessee is denying a dying man's request to hold his funeral because his son is gay. Jesse Goodman's father is gravely ill and expected not to recover. Jesse tried to arrange his father's funeral at Lee's Chapel Baptist Church in Sweetwater, Tennessee, as per his father's request. His father's second dying request was that Jesse sing the the anchor hold at the funeral. But when Jesse, who was engaged to Brandon Smitty, approached the church about the service, Pastor Jay Scruggs and several members of the church told him neither he nor his fiancé could be involved in the funeral because they are gay. That's right. Goodwin was told the funeral could be held at the church if Jesse would attend alone and not be a part of the service at all. If his fiancé showed up, he would be asked to leave. The father, whose name is being withheld at the family's request, has been told that his services will not be held at his own church. He did know know that his funeral wouldn't happen there, said Goodman, and he had a very hurt look on his face when we told him that. Tennessee's News 9 reached out to Lee's Chapel Baptist Church. Pastor Jay Scruggs refused to comment saying he would only speak to the press after Jesse's father is in the grave.
1: Oh, that is...
0: I can understand a church not agreeing with the homosexual lifestyle. Technically my church doesn't either, even though I don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. However, the problem here is that the person's funeral isn't for the person who's gay. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's for a completely different person. Mm. There is no religious background to justify not doing the funeral. Second of all, the fact that the son is gay has nothing to do with it. So
1: mm-hmm. The church is supposed
0: the church is supposed to be compassionate about other people. And you're not doing that by denying this funeral and telling the the fiance he can't come at all and the son can come only if he comes alone and he cannot partake in it. That's you know ridiculous. what
3: I'd say. You know what, if I was that son, you know what I'd say. Fuck you! What? I'll find a church that accepts. Fuck you! I'll find a church that will allow it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 I would like to believe, in all honesty, that there are plenty of churches out there who will either disregard the fact that the son is gay. Or at the very least say, you know what? The guy that's dying
1: mm-hmm. isn't
0: the one that is not the one that's gay. Therefore, why don't we give the guy his the funeral he wants? Because it ain't gonna matter if his son is gay. His son isn't having his funeral there, he's having his dad's funeral there. Uh,
1: huh.
2: Well, one thing's for sure, when my time, to- when my time eventually does come, you know, hopefully hopefully not, not now, but you never know. But when my time comes, I want everyone at my funeral to dress up in cosplay. Or those that they can't elderly pe- elderly people don't have to if they don't want to. So
3: and not, there not are not exceptions would- to rules. Mhm.
0: Just, or, or better yet, just say, you know, those who want to dress up in cosplay, because you're into that, feel free to come in cosplay. <laughs> because, you know what exactly. I would do? I'd say, well, it's just, let's see, I'm, I'll, I'll use my current status just to illustrate I'd say, okay, I'm 40 years old, 41 next month. Okay, guess what? I'm going to go to the funeral dress as a 40-year-old.
3: Okay. Why,
0: why, aren't you, why aren't you dressed up Fancy schmancy She said I'm as a, You can come and cosplay I'm cosplaying as a 40 year old man Just so happens I am a 40 year old man How do you <laughs> like those apples? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> hey whatever Whatever floats your boat guys
1: Yep, yep technically, exactly
0: techni- Technically speaking Nobody can oppose to but it, it, it's a real shame, you know, because Christianity preaches tolerance and, and respect for other individuals, and, and at least part well, of I'm the model. My is mm-hmm. love thy neighbor as thyself.
2: Mm-hmm. Who
0: cares if they're gay? Yeah. Who cares? You, you are supposed to to love thy neighbor as thyself. That's exactly what's being preached. And Why you know
3: what? Care? We had a couple There's of... Um, gay guys that lived across the street from us. You'd never know they were there. You would never know they were there. And the good thing yes. about it is they didn't flaunt it in public. They did not flaunt I mean, their relationship in public. You, you don't on
0: have to like you Yeah, behind closed doors stays behind closed. Doors. I mean you don't have to like that they're gay. You don't have to agree with the gay lifestyle. You don't even have to practice it yourself. But the minute Mm -hmm. you start spouting off about so-and-so not being included because they're gay, when the event in question has nothing to do with them, you're violating the principle that one should love thy neighbor as themselves.
3: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Now, Now, if the guy that was dying was the one that was gay... I would still disagree with the church, but I would understand it a little bit better because the church might feel they don't want to do it in feeling like they support a lifestyle that they don't support. I would still think less of them. I would still disagree with them, but it would make more sense. In this case, however, you have the church denying to hold a funeral for somebody because somebody else is gay. Yeah. That makes no sense whatsoever.
2: No, it doesn't.
0: That's like taking the I don't agree with you not doing it because you don't like gays to the whole next level beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while I say I would understand it if the person that was dying was gay, doesn't mean I agree with you. It just means it makes more sense.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Anyway,
0: let's see. Anyway,
2: I found something else on Saturday afternoon. Um, Janet, you remember that dammit doll I gave you a few years ago?
3: I still got it somewhere. Uh, I I destroyed mine. <laughs> oh, so God, you got that pissed, huh?
2: Yeah. But anyway, um, um, up in New Jersey, they. The um, they had something called the Feel Better doll. Now the whole idea is you can wag it, slam against the wall, relieve stress. Idea was a good one, except the color wasn't. They made them black.
3: Oh my goodness! I yeah. saw those. Yeah, I hate yeah. This.
2: I love the idea is great and all, but guess what? The color was wrong.
3: The color was off. Way yep. off. Yeah. So anyway,
2: these black feel better dolls are pulled from New Jersey stores. They're supposed to be slammed and whacked. So this is out of Newark, New Jersey. Black rag dolls that came with instructions to find a wall and slam the toy against it have been pulled from three stores after customers and a lawmaker said they were offensive. The feel better doll featured instructions to whack the doll whenever things don't go well and you want to hit the wall and yell. The president of One Dollar Zone said roughly $1,000 were pulled this week from its store in Bayon and two others also in New Jersey. The dolls were made of black fabric with, with yarn hair of red, green, and black and yellow in the style of dreadlocks and featured large white eyes and a white smile. State Assemblywoman Angela McKnight, a Democrat whose district includes Bayon, called the dolls offensive and inappropriate after seeing a post on social media. And there is the there is the um, post he did. I'm not going to read it all because there's not going to be enough time to do it anyway. Um, but um, Bayon Mayor Jimmy Davis sent a Facebook post that the dolls were insensitive and can certainly be considered racist. Uh, you, also,
3: you know what? I agree with him. I mm-hmm. really do agree with him. Because yeah. I looked at the picture and I go, man, this is one time politically correct. Political correctness is not wrong. Yeah. Because I can't see see where they would be offensive.
2: Right. One-dollar Arizona president, Ricky Shaw, apologized for the doll's appearance in the stores and said they were pulled Monday after someone posted images online. The Patterson-based company didn't adequately check a large lot of items it had received before distributing them to stores, he said. This somehow slipped through the cracks, he said. The dolls were included in a shipment of about 35,000 pieces of close-out merchandise, Shaw said, mostly with an I Love New York theme, including mugs and picture frames. The supplier that shipped the order offered to credit $1 zone for the cost of the dolls, Shaw said. The doll's manufacturer, the Harvey Hutter Company, couldn't be reached at several phone numbers and email addresses at its location just north of New York City. Shaw forwarded an email from supplier Global Souvenir Marketing, stating that the company is no longer in business. Global Souvenir Marketing did not respond to an email seeking comment last Friday. $1 Zone operates more than 2,000 stores in the northeastern U.S. from Massachusetts to Pennsylvania.
3: I can see where those would be considered racist. Those, Yeah.
2: If they mean, like, red or blue and not with those dreadlocks, it would have been just fine.
3: Yep. I agree.
2: Okay, you know... I've got a question. Which story would you like me to do next? Three high school football players nearly drowned during training. Players say coach wouldn't let lifeguard respond. Or, banana prank sends teacher to the hospital and students to court. Uh, The
3: second
2: one. one. The banana prank, all right? Banana prank. And believe me, (laughs) those kids may have thought it was funny, but the teacher who has the has the problem? Almost died.
3: Is the was the banana used for something that I think totally inappropriate? No, actually it wasn't. Here's what
2: happened: a school prank ended with a trip to the hospital for an art teacher in Ohio. Three. K-8 school in Columbus smeared bananas on the doorknob of a teacher with a severe allergy to bananas, according to the chief communications officer of Columbus City School. Oh, that's even worse than than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it's worse than that. The students also threw bananas at her that hit her body. All the kids know she's deathly allergic to bananas, the security officer told the police, ABC Columbus affiliate WSYX. Uh, if it touches her, she will go into anaphylactic shock. Banana-free zone signs are posted around the classroom, and students are asked to wash their hands if they have eaten a banana that day. The teacher went into anaphylactic shock and was rushed to the hospital, according to Wartman. She starts to change colors, as security staffer told WSYX. They gave her one EpiPen. It wasn't working. They gave her another EpiPen, and her throat was starting to close up. The incident took place last November, Wartman said. The students Jack African. Yep, the students involved with the prank have been disciplined appropriately, according to Wortman. Excuse me. The three students were charged with assault in the juvenile court system, served probation, and sources told WSYX that they were transferred to other schools. It is our hope that this was a teachable moment for the children involved and for our entire school community on the potentially life-threatening consequences of food allergies, Wortman said in a statement. He's right about that.
3: Um, it doesn't say if these were... Middle school kids or not? Well, let's see.
2: Uh, well, actually, it was the school name is Starling K through eight, and it was seventh grade.
3: Okay. Yeah, there were So was middle grade. middle school a middle school. Correct. Enough mm-hmm. to know effing better. Yeah.
2: It's like seriously. <sighs> it's like that one time the girl there was uh, three three girls at a school in um, Pennsylvania they basically dipped their hands in pineapple juice and did high fives to a girl who with a dangerous allergy to pineapple
3: <sighs> assholes
2: yeah but it seems like bullying like that is actually becoming very common now
1: hmm Which
2: is bad, you know,
3: it's tell me about it,
2: because somebody in England, <laughs> you know one i remember I think I've read a story about a thirteen year old boy in England he had uh somebody had smeared peanut butter, he died,
3: well, you know what it's like being having the acute allergies to um bee stings, peanut butter, mhm, uh nut allergy mm-hmm. um, you know. And it's like, damn.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: What are we? What are because, we? Doing? You know,
2: I, I, have a. I know. It's a, I have a coworker who has a dangerous allergy to tomatoes. So. He cannot have, can't pizza. have, pizza he cannot or have ketchup. He cannot have anything tomato-based, or tomatoes. Otherwise, he can go into anaphylactic shock.
3: Does she carry an epipen you know, with her
2: just in case? Does he? I think he does, yes But the deal is, everybody at work gets it and It's like the same with my situation Now the good news is, I don't have full-blown celiac I just have a gluten intolerance But most of the people get that I cannot eat You know, it's like if they have hot dogs I can eat the hot dog on its own, but I can't have the bun
3: Right, you, you're you beginning to learn how to work through yourself around your problem Right
2: and the, and the good news is, all these, this is got a little off topic, but all these has opened up in Montgomery as of today.
3: We're supposed to get in all these around here, too. So that's good. Yeah, trust me. We've, yes, had, like
0: we've it. had all these the around here for a long time. That's good. And, although, you see, and, although, and although the food is not named brand, it's mm-hmm. just as good. Because yeah. really, when you buy a product, you're basically at least. Part of it anyway is you paying for the name on the package.
2: Exactly. Like
0: Coca cola like Coke.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like Coke.
2: Yeah, one you thing know? that's got my mom one thing that got mom's attention about all these, um, we was, we went to the meat section and it said Products of USA. Products of USA. It's like, Holy crap Mom's like, Good, then USA. I'll start by I'll start buying meat here. <laughs>
3: Well, that's good Because mm-hmm. you never know like you gotta be careful,
1: especially mm-hmm. with the
3: pond bread um fish, mhm, because of the conditions we try to get our meat in the u s a but sometimes it don't work that way.
2: mhm, that's true, so But then I found I mean- that whole yeah, I found that whole little uh, gluten free section. I saw a few things, but I'll put it this way: the the they had those big wraps and all, they look great, uh, but except for one little problem, one of those things has 330 milligrams of sodium. It's like that's too much for me. That's not going to work, because remember, I have both uh, type two diabetes and high blood pressure, so I have to watch everything.
3: Scott, one of the, the, the Karen's son, uh huh, came over with him. With her last night for dinner, mm-hmm. and he's severe diabetic to the point he has a dia a insulin pump. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh. that does so, get scary. But he's handling it quite well, thank you.
2: Yeah, and me, you know, I'm I'm used to the fact that you know I can't eat everything under the sun, but. The deal is I don't make a big deal out of it either.
3: Yeah. You, you know? do get discouraged. Well, you did make a big deal out of it when you found out hard Hard Rock Cafe had a gluten free menu.
2: Well, no. I found out it was. I know I found out I was excited with joy about ready to scream as loud as that guy yelling Jesus just, just a few feet away from me.
3: <laughs> yeah. Was that when you found out um Hard Rock Cafe had a gluten free menu? Yeah, you see, you see,
2: I I I ride on a Thursday, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I might as well go get lunch, not worry about anything. And, you know, there's this guy right at the corner yelling about Jesus, and I see the sign that says, please ask for a gluten-free menu. I swear to God, I
3: wanted to scream for joy louder than that guy yelling about Jesus. Well, you know what? <laughs> you could have gone up and given him a hug and said, thank you for helping me find something to eat. Yeah. Well, the good news is this year I have a good place to go because it's going to be at the
2: Hilton Garden Inn. It's not the Sheraton, thank God. (laughs) It's at the Hilton Garden Inn. The good news is there's a Whole Foods I can just walk 10 minutes to.
3: Yeah, you want to know something, Shirley? What? Guess what was on Forensic Files this morning? What? The thing about the Legionnaire's disease back in 1970-something? Ah, And I don't know what the Sheraton's A.C. system's like, but you know what caused that outbreak of Legionnaire's disease? Something in the water. The rooftop A.C. system. Because they had a certain type of bacteria that grew in that. Ah. And when the exhaust fans blew on, it blew all the um, water droplets Ah. down towards the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. That's something yeah, put, that together with,
2: put that together with the ground And could be trouble Right But yeah it's, I mean, It's still a serious situation at the Sheraton right now They don't know Whether or not it'll be open So the big problem is It's going to affect probably where people Pick up their badges because that's where everybody goes To
3: pick up their badges The Sheraton Well surely to God you'll find out Something about it between now and the end of the month yeah I
2: yeah I just hope Dragon, Hunt, Dragon Con has a contingency plan Because if they don't The, Brit, the uh, Brit track could be screwed The Picking up the badges could be screwed
3: People staying in that hotel could be screwed Well I'm sure the Sheraton will help them find another place to stay Yeah I think all the hotels
2: will probably figure out something
3: Uh huh But we
2: will just have to wait and see what happens yeah. Okay. Now, this story I just posted an hour ago. Three high school football players nearly drowned during training. Players say coach wouldn't let lifeguard respond.
3: Uh that's that coach ought to be fired and charged. Mhm.
2: All right. One of the players said the coach knew some of the kids couldn't swim but made them get in the water anyway. What? So, yeah, now you, now here's how, yeah, well, you know what the hell. One more extreme rant rocket, so give me just a second. Here, if I can find it, and there there. it is. All right, Right got it. All right, take cover one more time. All right, now, of all the places you would think, would you believe this story took place in Fairbanks, Alaska?
0: Oh,
3: my. You're kidding. Nope. Oh. Must have been in the summertime then. Well, yeah, because this was posted today. Oh, never mind. So here's what's
2: going on. High school football players are accusing their head coach of putting them in a dangerous situation during a training exercise. Three students for the West Valley Wolfpack football program in Fairbanks, Alaska, spent the night in the hospital after, after nearly drowning during a training exercise at the University of Alaska Fairbanks swimming pool. Those three students were released from the hospital, but their current condition is unclear. School administrators and police are investigating what happened. According to planners involved in the training, they were doing an exercise that involved wearing a sweater in the pool, removing it, and then putting the sweater back on while in the deep end. Two witnesses at the training exercise spoke to KTVF about what they saw. One of those witnesses, eyewitness one, said six of the students told head coach Roy Hessner that they didn't know how to swim, but that Hessner made them get in the water anyway. Okay. Oh. All right. For the, for yeah. like the first for, like, the first five or, like, ten seconds, everyone was, like, good, I guess, said eyewitness one. Then, like, fifteen seconds in, people were, like, just struggling, like, struggling, struggling. There was kids screaming at the top of their lungs for help. The lifeguard that was there, she was trying to get in, but her head coach, he told her, it's okay, they've got it on their own.
3: Bullshit.
2: Three students required CPR after they were pulled from the water. All three students went to Fairbanks Memorial Hospital for treatment in an overnight stay, according to a press release from the Fairbanks North Star Borough School District. At least one student sank to the bottom. Eyewitness 1 said he watched the lifeguard try to pull that student up, but at first, she couldn't. I started crying because I just didn't know what was going on. They pulled one kid out, and his arms were just stiff. He was just stiff. He wasn't moving. I just started bawling my eyes up because I genuinely thought he was dead. They pulled the last kid out. I thought he was dead because he was purple and he wasn't moving at all. Everyone there was pretty much bawling their eyes out and either mad or just sad that this was going on, said eyewitness one. According to another witness, eyewitness two, they trained for more than an hour and a half before Hesner told them to put on the sweaters. According to a post on the West Valley High School website, this three-day camp was listed as mandatory. On page 83 of the Alaska Schools Activities Association Handbook, it states, and I quote, the quote or other personnel representing the school is prohibited from requiring any athlete to participate in an out-of-season sport, training program, or travel team as a condition of selection for the in-season team. Pardon me while I take another jar of water here.
3: Mm. Sounds like that coach violated the rule. Mm Mm-hmm. He said, eyewitness2 said
2: Hesner also told players the camp was mandatory if they wanted any time on the field in the upcoming season. He said, you have to be there if you want to play or earn your pads during this camp, said eyewitness2. According to both witnesses, Hesner did not jump into the water. I saw him on the phone, but then after that he didn't do anything. I didn't see him help any because pretty much every coach that was there was either going into the water grabbing a kid or they were outside the pool talking to kids, calming them down, and he just didn't talk to any kids at all, said eyewitness one. The coach is just standing there. Three coaches and the lifeguard jumped in because they saw three kids still in there, said eyewitness two. If the coaches didn't jump in, I really think that some kids would have died then, or if the lifeguard didn't jump in first, kids would have died, said eyewitness one. The school suspended all preseason activities for the football team, but they will start the football season as regularly scheduled. A new coaching staff was put together to start the season. A teacher in the area with experience coaching football and wrestling at the high school level is serving as acting
3: head coach. But well, that is a poor pile of bullshit. Yeah. It's
2: one thing, you know, you're, you're trained and trained to play football, but you do not... Force them into such a dangerous Situation
3: Really I'll tell you uh, something Julie. I know you, you can't swim Right I know you can't swim right. And I know that Did mm-hmm. I try to take you out into deep water when we were in um, Progresso No, no. You I let stayed you with me the whole time and, and I let you go out as deep as you felt safe mm-hmm. I did not force you to go Into deeper water Right. And that coach knew better. Tim, she is petrified of the wa- of water, ocean mm-hmm. water. Yeah. That's what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Because basically, I don't mind the water. I just, I'm just i just scared I will drown in it.
0: Well, that's her so,
3: and Right. And, and me... I didn't know. I didn't learn how to swim till I was ten. Mm-hmm. So.
2: yeah, and, yeah. and see, and see, what was it? Um, you almost got you almost got discouraged from swimming a few years later when you got caught in a rip current,
3: right? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's. Weird thing about that rip current was I was um, able to touch the sand, but the wave kept lifting me up, so I thought I was in water deeper than what it actually was.
2: hmm Yep, exactly.
3: You know, I'll be going
2: for mm-hmm. talk with
3: my puppies after the show.
2: Yeah, I'll be going to bed because I'm going to be busy like hell tomorrow. Okay. Well, what's got you uh, busy
3: tomorrow? What's got you busy tomorrow?
2: Got to get that, let's see, got to get the China Canada move with the U-Haul truck. Got to get someone to help us get that thing off the truck when I get it back here.
3: And mom and I have to go to the commissary. Oh yeah, and I forgot you don't got to work tomorrow.
2: Right. Never and bye. then uh, that's uh, right. Then take a break for lunch. Then in the afternoon I've got to get my hair cut, pick up the two red masks I need for my cosplay. Uh, then i got to go pick up my parking decal. Then maybe rest up a little bit Friday night. Then Saturday it's off to my all class reunion Yeah When does it start? Well I have to set up I can probably set up at 9 o'clock in the morning But the actual thing doesn't start till midnight
3: Are you going to stay up
2: that late? No I'm sorry Let me try that again It starts at 12 noon And it ends probably about 6 or 7 o'clock Okay Let like something for a little bit yeah, sorry, my brain is like, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> but
3: that means I could call you in the morning.
2: Yeah. Okay, now we got time for one more story, and this one is a little bit on the weird side. So, two strangers miss a flight, but somehow the airline has asked them to share a hotel
3: room with one bed. Oh, I didn't read that one. <laughs> I didn't read that one. Okay, how did they remedy that problem? Well, I'll tell you. Here's what
2: happened. This is an Air Canada flight, and this was posted last Saturday. Let's see. It's a traveler's nightmare to miss a connecting flight and have to unexpectedly spend the night in an unfamiliar city. What can be more awkward? Maybe an airline asking two strangers to share a hotel room with only one bed. Ah! (laughs) Ah! Jaren Maheli Neota of Ottawa said she was shocked when her 71-year-old mother told her that's what happened after she missed Air Can- an Air Canada flight back on July 19th. Air Canada said in a statement that the ordeal was the result of a misunderstanding. It is not our policy to have passengers who are not traveling together to share a room, the airline said. In this case, an error was, made, was initially made allocating rooms. Maheli Neota's mother, Elizabeth Coffey Taboo, had spent a month with her daughter and family before planning to fly back to Paris. It was a simple enough journey with a connection to Montreal, Mahela Mahela Nyota told CNN. However, Kofi Tabu was in a wheelchair because she's recovering from cancer treatment, and a delay in the first flight meant she missed her flight to Paris. After trying to catch the night's last flight, Kofi Tabu and another, and another, uh... Oh, I lost it. Another passenger, a 35-year-old man, were told that they would have to wait until the following morning. They to put them up in a nearby hotel with a catch. There was only one room available, Mah- Mihaly Niotis said. My mother told the Air Canada agent, I don't know this man. We are not a couple, Mihaly Niotis said. But they said there was only one room. i right, check some Uh, Okay. Not having cellular reception at the airport and not knowing what else to do, Kofi Tabu went to hotel with a man. Mahalaniota said, When they arrived, the hotel surprised them by saying the only room had only one bed. Mahalaniota said, The man offered to sleep on the room's sofa. Yeah, well, the good news is the man offered to sleep on the room's sofa.
3: He was a perfect gentleman. That was good. Mm -hmm. That was good.
2: He was a perfect. He was a perfect gentleman, Mahele Niotas said, but I obviously felt uncomfortable with my mom spending a night with a man half her age, a man that's a total stranger. After finally connecting with her mother around nine PM, Mahele Niotas said she called her the hotel and Air Canada in an attempt to straighten things out. About three hours later, Kofi Tabu was booked into another hotel, she said. Early the next morning, Mahele Niotin drove from Ottawa to Montreal, a distance of nearly one hundred and twenty five miles, to pick her mother up for the flight to Paris. After telling Air Can- an Air Canada employee about the ordeal, Kofi Tabu received two $10 vouchers and a preferred seat with additional legroom. Though Kofi Tabu made it back to Paris, her daughter said it was nearly 24 hours later than originally planned. I don't want this to happen to other families, Mahalia Nyota said. If you want to change things, you have to speak up. Well, you want to know
3: something? That lady was lucky.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That lady was very lucky.
1: Yes, that because was it
3: was a gentleman enough
1: mhm
3: i don't think i would like that either i certainly wouldn't i don't think i'd like that either mhm uh, oh excuse me be this musical fruit
0: Yep the more you eat the more you too
3: the boring your tooth, the better you feel. Better
0: you, what's, what's up, that Bean? That
3: every meal. Every meal. <laughs> My mom made red beans and rice, and we've got a um, refrigerator that keeps them perfect. Uh, that's just perfect. You hear me? It's just <laughs> that's just
2: perfect. That's
0: just perfect.
2: And but... but you know, seriously, it's like situ- it's like some situations just get crazy.
3: Well, at least she had a um, a gentleman for a roommate. Yep. Mm. Excuse
2: me. Oh, I, oh, I don't yeah. want to... Let's see, Shannon, I think you posted this. No, it was iShine. Shine, um, and this is back in 2016. That's right. The first poo themed desert cafe set to open in Canada.
3: Yeah, in Ottawa. Yes, I'm the one that posted that.
2: Yeah, actually, I I Shine posted it too. I guess, but yes, first poo themed desert dessert cafe as now is open in
3: Canada. Yeah, they got their start in Japan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. Is that Go
3: the I did right. that to my mom and they said they can have it.
1: <laughs>
3: Can't fool them for that. Okay. What are you guys doing back there?
2: They want their <laughs> time. Okay. Well, you're going to get it three minutes. <laughs> Don't worry. All right. Uh, in Toronto, a city crammed full of fine restaurants, famous chefs, and innovative dining ventures, it will be difficult for anyone to create a new fad. But one George Brown College graduate is hoping her Poop Cafe dessert bar will cause the next big steak. <laughs> All right, oh,
1: oh <laughs> bad,
3: you little shit. Open
2: in the, oh. Opening mid-August oh, in gotcha. Koreatown, the Indians Cafe will offer an all-brown menu in the shape of human stools. <laughs> I'm trying to make puke. <laughs> I'm trying to make poop cute. Let me see. I'm trying to make poop cute, Miss Niggins explained to the Toronto star. She said she first discovered the concept when she was visiting her mother in Taiwan a few years ago. We checked out a toilet-themed restaurant, and I just loved it, she said. It's funny to put food and poop together. It's a great comparison. It stayed in my mind for a long time. As soon as I finished school, I said, okay, I'm going to bring the restaurant to Toronto.
1: The culinary... management. Oh,
2: Culinary management graduates said the menu will offer traditional Thai, Japanese, and Korean desserts like pat-bing soup, red beans with ice, as well as chocolate ice cream. Canadians will be asked to vote on the names before the menu is finalized. The will sit on fake toilets and eat their food out of lavatory and urinal-shaped dishes. Quit that. All
3: right. It's considerably disgusting, so we
2: can't talk about when you're eating, she told the newspaper. Similar-themed restaurants have already opened in Russia, South Korea, the Philippines, China, Japan, and Indonesia. The restaurant that inspired Miss Nigan is called The Modern Toilet and has been open since 2004. It has shower heads on the walls, laundry-shaped lampshades, and a tiled floor. Diners can relax on their toilet-style seats with poo-shaped cushions.
3: (laughs) Oh, God.
2: Please. (laughs) Okay, well, we are running out of time. So. Did you finish the article
3: already? Yeah, I did.
2: It's Mhm. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, we're almost out of time. Quick reminder: tomorrow night, the summer of naughty mad Lives continues.
1: So All bring right, I'll the make it up up. Yeah.
2: Bring the Naughties, maybe. Okay. All right. Anyway, I will. Please be- yeah. Please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us at our website, BeyondTheAirwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download episodes of the show from BlogTalkRadio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our well, that in mind, I'm going to say, a love peace and chicken grease." Everybody have a great night, sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey,
3: remember summer? Oh, hey, you no, know hey, what? I, I just know. thought of what? something, Shirley. I just thought what? of something, Shirley. The theme of that rest—quit. The theme of that restaurant lends a whole new meaning to the words "eat shit." Oh. oh,
1: my! But I'm Tish.
3: <laughs> All
1: right. Oh but anyway,
2: time to time to close it. <laughs>
3: I couldn't resist that one. What are you doing over there now? Hey, Shirley, you remember the magnet they got in Progresso? Yeah. The other night, Cosmo discovered that one of them on the side of the cabinet, and he pushed it with his nose, at the foot and it slid down. What? Oh. The fight's
2: insane. All right, that is all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You m-
1: I almost had him. I had him, I almost had him. <laughs> you stuttering prick, you.
2: Shut up! Ta-da. That's one. Number two.
1: I'm good.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm Uh-huh. I'm, uh-huh. I'm Oh, yeah. shit! Get this little kid He's Getting away with the ball. Yep. And finally... Puppet Gaunt. I beg your
2: pardon.
1: I said the gum. Oh, shit! <laughs> Woo. All, all right. right,
2: that's all for tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Take care. See you tomorrow. Buenos noches.